0: Brendan, congratulations, firstly, on the record, what does it mean to you to break it?
1: Well, it's everything in terms of, you know, you think of, of modern sport now and, and football in particular, how difficult it is to win games and um, and go unbeaten and showing that resilience. To have actually broken that, what is a British record, and, and obviously I, uh, Celtic who were the, the holders of that, it, it's, it's a truly special day for, for the players and for the club. Timmy take this on, on his right foot. Didn't he just? And doesn't that just sum up his season? It's one nil to the champions and it had been coming.
0: Dembélé! No Lee Griffiths, no worries, no problems, because Moussa Dembélé has stepped forward and Celtic have a firm grip
1: on this Glasgow Derby. My, try your best to win them all And one day time will tell When you're the one left standing there You've reached the final bell. Sport race trying to find the angle, (laughs) he succeeds, what a goal by James Forrest.
0: (laughs) Is there to be a late winner this time around? Here's Rogic, two to play. It's Tom Rogan! You are listening to the podcast that is very grand and old, just like Celtic's unbeaten domestic run. We're in episode 40 today and Celtic still haven't lost to another Scottish team since we've been doing the show. Joining me, Hamish Carton, for the entitled section of the Celtic Support's favourite <laughs> podcast is a Mr John
2: McGinley. Yeah. Maybe entitled, but I don't know about being poster boys. Who would put us on a poster? That's, that's what I'd like to know.
0: Mm, I don't know about that. Do you know about that, Paul Fisher? You're coming from the wi fi slums of North Ayrshire tonight I know,
1: um, slumming it on 4G, trying to hang in there While um, an unnamed internet provider still haven't sent me out a new router So we're trying but we're getting there
0: Trying to censor you <laughs> <laughs> On today's show we'll be chatting about the St Johnson game at the weekend And the unbeaten run That of course we the record that we broke by beating St Johnson We'll be chatting about all of that We're then going to pick out some of our favourite moments and games from the run And there's much more Paul Fisher even returns With his Sunday shoot as well Later on in the podcast So stay Ooh. tuned For all of that But first of all John McGinley I haven't seen the game yesterday We'll talk a bit about The victory mm-hmm. over St Johnston. I was away At the air races yesterday So for, uh, inform me What happened there At McDermott Park
2: Well we played A full strength team And put in a full strength Performance I thought we were very good Across the 90 minutes um, St Johnston didn't really Have an answer for us Tried to play a physical Kind of Back in game, which is actually, I know St Johnston are a physical team, but when they play at Mcdermott Park, you usually expect a bit more from them. I thought they were very poor. Thought we took advantage of that and played to the best of our abilities. Thought Mr Dembele was sensational. Took his first goal superbly well, um, and was very pleased overall. Same team from the Bayern Munich game, so you expected a level of performance, but there was no fitness issues. There was no players looking a bit tired. Everyone. Everyone's pretty much at the top of their game, I
0: thought. Is that our strongest team, Paul? Bar probably some Univich who would come back in for a beat
1: on. Yeah, well, obviously there'll be arguments for Patrick Roberts as well, but um, I think the team that started was always going to win that game no team in Scotland even if we perform at 60 or 70% with that team is going to come close to us and it showed in the end it took a wee while taking a break them down and get the first and then the second goal but as soon as the first goal went in you just knew that there was no chance a St Johnson team who haven't been scoring at all were going to get anywhere close to us with almost 30 shots on goal um, just about half on target so uh, it's 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 promising and it's it's brilliant to see at this stage and this unbeaten run that we're still putting out performances uh, such as this.
2: That Dembele goal, I want to emphasise emphasise how good it is. If you've not seen it for whatever reason, go your way to have, look it up and mm. look at the like the thirty or seconds or so before before that goal actually goes in because he drops about forty or fifty yards, thirty forty yards to lay the ball off out to the wing. And sprints into the box The desire and the power And the pace Everything you associate with Dembele To show the desire to get onto the end of the ball That eventually comes in And he, he sticks it away in the corner With with his usual class But it was just something about that goal It was one of my favourite goals he scored this season um, Just the desire he showed to get onto the end of it Was magic to he? He really enjoys playing at McDermott Park He's hat-trick so, yeah. there the yeah. last time And the team enjoy
0: it Of course there was a lot said about the fact that they're the last team who beat us, um, and it's kind of fitting that we broke the record against them at the same place where we last lost. But, I mean, since we last lost at Medina Park, we've been there three times, by my calculation, and we've scored four, five, and four. So, for a team like St Johnson, that are apparently, well, the league table has shown in the last few years, are one of the mm. better teams in the league. We seem to love playing against them away from home.
2: Yeah, no, we do. We, we definitely do. I think we just enjoy playing away from home anyway, don't we? Um, but this new, with the three defenders and the kind of Tierney and Forrest kind of flanking um, that defence, but also getting forward in attack, I think is very potent. I think the the three-man defence has kind of been a long-term project of Brendan Rogers. I think we've seen him um, try to set up that kind of formation for yeah, almost a year now. I think he's he tinkered with it in December of last year, perhaps the fir- for the first time. So it's almost a year that he's been trying out. And I don't think it's looked as good... As against Aberdeen, against Bayern Munich, and and then against St Johnston, I think we've we've possibly been at our best this season when we've been using it. So it's interesting. Yeah, Paul, who who are you picking
0: out? John's already picked out Mister Dembélé. Have you got any players that you want to kind of pay a bit of attention
1: to? Well, no, I think um, it's, it's worth mentioning Scott Sinclair. The fact that he he's got a goal um, after a, a drought and on t- in his terms he had not scored for a few games and he's he's got and it's, it's one of the training ground efforts, isn't it? Straight off the. The training ground. The the passes come in from the, the corner from Armstrong, and he's blasted it home. And it wasn't a, an easy ball to finish because the way it kind of bounces, just just as it's coming towards him, so he has to keep it down and get get it on target at the same time. Great finishing. You seen what it meant to him when the reaction from from him and from the rest of the players, obviously when it went in. So I thought he did a decent performance, um, getting back to the levels that we're used to from him, but. Um, on the whole, I think the the whole team were were really really good. Um, it was difficult to to see who who would be a standout for man of the match. I thought Armstrong was good until he went off. Forrest did a decent game. Brown and Brown, it was was a bit dogged at the start and then he came right into a game. I thought he he kind of bossed it towards the end and and overall um, there wasn't many mistakes at all. So it was a, a really really strong performance. In terms
0: of any other players, John. Um Who would you sing? I mean, I've not seen the game. I heard Tierney, um, coming for a bit of praise. Uh, Certainly, Mm -hmm. listen to the radio today, the kind of coverage they had going
2: from yesterday's games, but that's that's nothing new, is it? No, I mean, it was Tierney given as usual, I think, um, just as usual, high bar of performance. So there was no kind of dip from the game against Bayern. I thought we just kind of continued where we left off in that game, just in terms of the attitude of wanting to kind of put our. I set our authority on the match in a similar manner to to that game on Tuesday night and against weaker opposition we just rolled over them really Um, I don't think anyone really, I feel like it was more of a team performance I don't think anyone really stood out for me um, head and shoulders above the rest apart from Dembele in the second half Mm. Squire in the first half and then the second half he really came into it And you brought up there Jordan
0: the kind of point of how much better we seem to be performing away from home Mm-hmm. in the league. Do either of you have any answers to that in terms of why we're scoring so many more goals away away from home?
2: I spoke a bit about it uh, during midweek, but I feel like Rogers plays a weaker team at home sometimes. I feel like as uh, simple t- as that? I think it's partly to do with that and partly due to the fact that teams are less like, it's very much a cliche when it comes to talking about Celtic and the Scottish Premiership, but when we play away from home, teams are much less likely to sit in and try to defend and St Johnstone did try to show some sort of ambition. It didn't really work out for them at all. But they they couldn't really get close to us anyway. I mean, even in the first half, I felt like they were trying to get close to us and like impose a physical game on us, but weren't even getting close enough to us to, to do that. And so we're just looking very, very clumsy and conceding a lot of fouls. It was, it was pretty poor from them. Anything else to add from the game?
1: I think it's a game that we'll, we'll remember uh, for, for a long, long time just because oh, well, yeah. everything that just surrounds it and, and the fact that it was rounded off by, by such a good goal when Cham coming off the bench and just as, towards the end of the game just getting that final milestone just to push it onto a, a drubbing rather than just a 3-0 comfortable win fourth goal was, puts an icing on the, the proverbial cake and, and it was a brilliant brilliant game to watch
0: I think that's maybe four or five goals in Tram has now. So he's kind of, for a guy who seems to have struggled in the main in terms of when he's come into the team after signing, he's actually scored a fair few goals for, for not playing too much. So that was good to see him and I think it was probably the best goal of the game as well from what I heard in, in terms of the way he finished it. We'll move on to, to what this means in terms of the unbeaten run. Just to yeah. clarify for anyone who doesn't know, it was a 63rd consecutive unbeaten match. That's in all domestic competitions. So the Scottish Premiership, the Betfred Cup and the William Hill Scottish Cup from last season, whatever. It actually goes back to just the end of the season before last, Ronnie Dyler's Dial- Ronnie final game was against Motherwell. It was a 7-0 victory. Uh, the record's a British record. It surpasses the previous record set from 1915 to 1917, so 100 years ago, which is incredible to think of that, by Willie Maley's team. So in terms of this record, Paul, where does it rank alongside... Both the record set by this team
1: and overall Celtic records. Um, I think it's well. Miracle. We'll talk about it later. Can kind of can kind I of touch on things like that? And I think it's really difficult to to understand the the magnitude of this while it's still ongoing because it's it's such an unprecedented thing. Having an unbeaten season is unprecedented. It doesn't happen very often in, in world football, never mind in, in Scotland or Britain. And the fact that we, we've continued it on to. A third of the league season is, is gone already, um in terms of games played and we're through to the final of another cup and we still haven't had anyone really threaten to 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 go out there and, and give us give us that defeat because I know we've drew a, f- a few games at home, but in any of the games did we actually feel like that this is it, this is a game we've lost and in the times we've played against the teams that are supposedly the ones who are closest to us we've went out and, and performed to the highest level and, and brushed them aside. So this is up there with, with anything that's been achieved by this club um, since the inception. I think it's it's something that we will not understand in full magnitude for years to come because it won't happen. Well, you say it won't happen, you don't know what's going to happen, but the way that this is happening just now is, is just it's out of this world. It's something that's it's completely... Um, out with living memory because you say a hundred years ago there's nobody alive that that saw that Willie Mary team do that so this is this is something that we've never witnessed before.
0: I, mean, I remember there was a Martin O'Neill team that I think maybe went about twenty five games in a row that they maybe even won all of those games in a row and Neil Lennon had a similar team that won probably about twenty games in a row when his mm-hmm. team were playing really well. But this to put this in context, John, is really difficult. I mean, it's sixty three matches of football. Yeah. One at a time that we haven't lost any of them, and not just we haven't lost. I think we've only not won seven of them.
2: Yeah, we live in an age. I think I feel like just with the rise of social media and other, and just the way that outlets cover football now. I think I feel like we live in an age where stats and records and trying this constant one-upmanship to to kind of create history with every match. We see it every match day now, like of squawker and optar pulling out all these stats, making it seem like teams are performing well beyond what is the norm and breaking all sorts of records here, there and everywhere, kind of making up, (laughs) making up records. um, Mm. A lot of the time I feel like, and we've seen that a bit with Celtic over the years in terms of records that don't really mean that much. And I'm talking about, I mean, the clean sheet record was, was amazing from Fraser Forster, but there's been one or two others that have been kind of a little bit dodgy that the, like Celtic Twitter account or whatever just tried to make a big deal of. But I yeah. think this one is very significant and outside of tangible trophy wins, I feel like this is one of the most significant achievements in Celtic's entire history. I think Paul was correct to say that because I think the magnitude of being able to go this long without being beaten is just remarkable, even in the context of Scottish football where Celtic dominate and have more money and... You know, have a higher standard than all the other teams in Scotland. I think it's still remarkable because we weren't doing this ten years ago. Um, No, no team's done this since we did it in 1917.
0: And we weren't doing it when once Rangers went out of the league. We weren't doing it. I mean, there's no. I don't really get that whole competition
2: argument of that. It's silly. I mean, this is it's a level of consistency that we just don't see in football. And even in this age of kind of glorifying records. They don't really seem to matter that much. I think this one stands above that. For me, anyway, this one stands way, 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 way above that. And I actually feel like probably hasn't been made the most of than what it deserves. I feel like people should be going a bit more overboard with the praise of it, even. Um, I know the Celtic fans in particular have been quick to praise it, of course, but it's not really been made that much big a deal of. You know, the people have kind of they've they've mentioned it on sports end or they've mentioned it on sports scene but it's not really being made a fuss of and I don't think, I think Paul's right I don't think people will understand the magnitude of what was achieved for for years to come when people look back and see what this team achieved and I've got to remember the run's still on, ongoing and it's shown no sign of slowing down whatsoever it's mm. it's quite incredible
0: Yeah, 15th of May 2016 was... a. Uh, Oh, sorry, that was the first game of the win and run. I think it was the Wednesday before then that we lost to St Johnson, so it's, it's incredible to get that into your head. In terms of targets upcoming, I mean, I'm we wee bit tongue in cheek writing this, but maybe don't write the team off. 100 not out, Paul?
1: At this stage, um, why not? It's, it, it's, it's getting to the stage with this Celtic team to say you, you just can't um, begin to say, well, why would you write them off? There's no particular reason to do it. So they're going to keep winning because the mentality is there with the team and the players, you see them in an interview after the games and you hear them on the radio, regardless of who it is so they're taking it one game at a time and that's their mentality, to come out and make sure they win that game, get the three points or get to the next round of the cup and they're going to keep doing that and it's going to take something pretty spectacular to stop that happening because we've seen it so far in this run, we have had bad decisions go against us, we've had performances where we haven't maybe been at a hundred percent, but we've still managed to ground out the results, then we'll come on to some of the games and we'll talk through them. But who's the team that's gonna get every single one of their eleven players up to um the top level? Wait for us to drop down two or three levels and then hopefully luck and referee decisions are on their side as well. <laughs> who's going to, who's who says the this this team can't go a hundred it's, it's going to be difficult, of course it is, and there's going to be times where um, we, we're going to struggle because the fixture backlog, You have seen December last year how many fixtures we had. We managed to get through that. Um, you go on top of that with the fact that we're most likely through um, after Christmas in Europe. Is that going to have an impact on the team? Maybe, I don't mm. know. But who's going to beat this team? It's, it's very hard to say. It's hard to pick out one si- single team that go, Right, that's that's the team that could beat us Because they've all tried and they've all failed so far
2: the, the European record, I think, is 119 games I believe it's the world record as well But I don't know that for sure But I believe the European record is 119 games And it was set by Stour Bucharest Between nine eighty six and 1989 So that, <laughs> that's, that's what we're aiming for If we want to achieve the, the world's best unbeaten run In domestic football Then that's the team we're aiming for Now it seems like a tall order, of course And it is I mean, I yeah. kept, kept this nearly doubling our current yeah. unbeaten run. It would be quite ridiculous, but that's that's kind of the upper limit of, of what we're looking at here. And 100 is a good limit, but let's just take it. We can make 70, then we can make 80, you know, and then it just yeah. becomes one of those. I, I'm not sure how motivated the team will be to kind of ensure it goes on. I think this was a, a tangible reward for their efforts to reach and make history, make British football history, make Celtic history, so... We'll see how it
0: goes from here. Yeah, it's interesting the the point Paul made, and as he says, we are going to come on to our kind of favourite games of the run. But the real point that got me is how many times have you actually been at one of these games, been watching one of these games, and genuinely been worried about losing them? I could probably think of maybe three or four games maximum. The the Motherwell game, we were two nil down. Yeah. Hibs maybe at the start of this season mm, When maybe. they were 2-1 down maybe. with 10 minutes to go And we were playing awful St maybe, Johnson yeah. I think we were down with 10 minutes to go as well Callum McGregor on both occasions popped up with a goal He actually popped up at Firth Park as well So maybe Callum McGregor's the driving force <laughs> behind a run beating run uh, But yeah, there's maybe only been 3 occasions in 63 matches Where we've even the thought of defeat has come into our mind It's just, it's incredible We've been doing this podcast, this is episode 40 As yeah. I said in the intro and Celtic haven't lost a game to a Scottish or even a British team for that matter in the mm. time we've been doing the podcast. It's it's incredible. Yeah,
2: and it's funny because you you do get caught up and because it's been such an amazing run, I think we've, we have certainly been spoiled a little bit, I feel like, as a support because we're just expecting to win every match now. And it becomes a matter of, we've said it before, but it's becoming a matter of nitpicking to try and find discussion points because what, what, what more can you say? But when you're obsessed with Celtic like we are, you know you do find little points to be picked up that are slightly negative. So, it's, I think that's been frustrating for some people because I think they feel like when we're in the middle of such a run, you can't complain about anything. And to to an extent, they're correct. But you know, when there's so much going on at a club, and when you're obsessed with every little detail, there's always something you can discuss or want to improve. And that's obviously what we want as fans. But I think when you when you look back on the run as a whole and consider what's been achieved, and consider what Brendan Rodgers has done with the club, from when he came into the to the club, is just, I'm what you you're kind of lost for words for trying to describe it because it's a, an achievement that you'd never thought you'd ever see in your lifetime, and yeah, we're sitting in the middle of it discussing it and it's still continuing. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Yes, I've had a very enjoyable and quiet Sunday guys Because I've been collating the stats from this 63 match mm. unbeaten run And I've got all the stats for you in about 5 minutes or so Because first I've got a wee quiz for you guys as oh, well no. And this is called this go. is called the un, the unbeaten quiz And the reason it's unbeaten is because you two will be working in a team To try and come up with mm. the answers So I've got 10 questions, 63 points fittingly are on offer So well, I've never run told through us this guys this. I didn't at all, I thought no. I'd spring it on you so yeah, here we go. Who scored the first goal in our unbeaten run? You can work together.
2: So it was against Motherwell.
1: Yeah, first goal in the 7 0 game. And...
2: <laughs> we were working at it as well. This is I an know. easy one, guys. I know, but see my see my memory for the games that we worked on. I just have no. The games are just flash by, and I'm um, a magnificent flash of trying to write about it as on on the fly.
1: Oh, it's Kieran Tierney.
0: It is Kieran Tierney Paul. Well, done. Paul well done Question 2 Which player has scored the most goals Throughout an unbeaten run? Moussa Dembele You confident with that? Go, Paul
1: I, um, It's got to be I, I don't know Griffiths in the Cups as well mm, It's between the nah. two but It's got to be Dembele I'll go, go Dembele then go Dembele.
0: The answer with 33 goals Is Musa Dembele yeah. Do you know that Lee Griffiths is fourth? Actually really? That Sinclair has scored 30 Armstrong scored 20 and Griffiths has actually only scored 19 in domestic competition
2: How many does he have? Does he not have 38? 33 in, in domestic competition Dumbbelly. Oh yeah, so he does, yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah, Sinclair just behind him there So uh, you've got that one as well That's you on to 8 points from 8 how many goals have we scored in the 63 matches? And I'm giving you 5 points if you're within 10, 10 if you're within 5, and I'll give you 20 points if you can get it bang on. 182. I,
1: th- I don't think it's as much as that. I, I think feel like it,
0: it
1: is. I think, it's a hun- I think it's 176. Well,
2: we'll go, we'll down, go down the middle. middle. 179. It's 183. Oh, I go.
0: So you'll get get 10 points Because you're within 5 So it moves you on to 18 points Question 4 How many of the 183 goals Are made up by own goals?
1: Um, Man won, won the Man City one, The one on Man City is just domestic, uh, domestic Yes domestic of course it is
2: Well there's
1: the one at the weekend yeah. this, this could be a trick question That could be the only one
2: I'd rather go for something like there's got to be more than that. I would go for something like four or something. I don't know you. the answer though, it's a guess
1: I'm though. Try to think of any other ones that jump out.
2: It would be incredible if that was the only one. Well we'll go we we'll go for that. We'll say that was the only one. It was the only one. Yes. There we go. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> it was, incredible,
0: isn't it? That's and crazy, one game. yeah. 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 Stephen Anderson it was from St Johnson. What an accolade we got there. Th- exactly. Question five. So Apart from Stephen Anderson There's seven players Who have contributed Just a single goal During the run How many can
2: you name? Wow So just a single goal Do you want to have a first guess Paul we'll take it a turn about.
1: Oh, your first one Is going to be Your youngster Go your youngster's first Go Tony Ralston Tony Ralston Correct uh,
2: Edward Yep
0: Um. Jack Aitchison Yep.
2: How many did you say there was, Hamish?
0: There's four more to get. One's a youngster, the other three aren't. Maybe they are youngsters but they're not real youngsters. Uh, one Scottish and three foreigners.
2: What about uh, Big Yozo?
0: Yes, he's only scored one. I think it was
1: against Dundee last season.
2: What about er uh, what you go Paul?
1: Um, if you know if you think if you can think of someone else straight off the top. Uh, Ryan Christie. No,
0: he scored two oh, He scored against Motherwell in the first game He scored against St Johnson last
1: season as oh. well
2: What about from when we were at a game, Paul, near Beton?
1: I'm feeling he's got more than one, do you know?
2: No, nope, near Beton's only got one Has he? Yeah, that, one, that goal against Harts Dundee it was Oh, Dundee, yeah
0: Yeah And there's two, two more you've got to get One's against St Johnson And the other was against Ross County
2: Give us a clue. Well, what what month was in, Hamish?
0: Oh god, I don't know. The the one was in the five two game against St Johnson last season when Dumbelli scored the hat trick. And the other was and I think it was a game before we first won at Ibrook's last season. It was like a drab two 0 win over Ross County at home. And he scored a kind of thirty yarder. Like yeah, oh, uh, easy cutter. Siachenko. Yes. And the last one in the St Johnson game?
1: Um Youngster, Mr. Mr. Big Ears, what's his name? Liam Henderson. <laughs> Liam Henderson. Yep,
0: it's Liam <laughs> Henderson. Well done, you got all seven. Fair play. Just about in the end. Yes, and which match did it take us longest to find a breakthrough goal?
1: Ooh, that's a good one.
2: Uh, that is a good one. Quite like that one. It's maybe one of those matches in December last year, Paul.
1: I'm trying to think of games that were kind of 1 0 or maybe 2 0, just like late on goals
2: your clue is you remember it oh um Mr Dembele versus Rangers
1: yeah
0: yeah ah, there you go. me and Paul were at that game together that was I think that was 91 or something like that that's the longest a team has uh, kept it No, 0 I think the other longest is Alua, Um kept it <laughs> still 82nd minute or something like that as well yeah so, I think that was so.
2: maybe the one I was thinking of it wasn't December but it was something that was a game similar to that where it was just yeah, yeah it was like yeah it was dire okay. was that Lee Griffiths who got that yeah
0: it was James Forrest who the first Forrest, one, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really good goal. Right, from the kind of drab games to the big high scoring ones, we've scored five or more goals against seven teams during the run. I think I, you know the question now. Name mm-hmm. those seven teams right. we've scored five or more against. Motherwell Yep.
2: Inverness.
0: Kamaraka and Inverness, yep. Partick Yep,
1: that's four. What, Three one to more? Get. How many more? Three. Rangers. Yep. Twice. Um, Mister Johnston?
0: Yep Hamilton. No uh, It was actually Hearts When we won the league last ah, season We won 5-0 at Tynecastle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Castle Paddy Roberts and Sinclair got a hat-trick as well in that game Question 8 During our 63-game unbeaten run What have we had more of? Goals conceded or clean
1: sheets? I, I think it's clean sheets by... One or two.
2: Well, I'll go with you, Paul. If I, you I feel like you know it. But. I
1: remember. uh they're reading something. They're seeing something. I think it was thirty-five clean sheets, and I think it's like thirty-three goals conceded or something. Like I that. feel
2: like it's. I feel like it's about thirty-three or thirty to thirty-three goals conceded. I, yeah, I'm so pretty sure
1: there's thirty-five clean sheets then.
2: Go, go for that. We've, con- we've
0: conceded thirty-five goals, and we've had thirty-six clean oh. sheets. Oh damn, Paul. Just I, think uh, I find that pretty hard to get ahead of. In fact, there've been more games we've come to zero than the actual goals have conceded.
2: This is what I mean um, about the, the scale of this achievement. you actually go into it and look at look at what the team have done, not just the results, but in the manner we've played and the way we've done it, like this is just a remarkable thing that Brendan Rodgers' mm. team have done. It's also thirty-six clean sheets in sixty-three games, which in itself <laughs> is pretty cool as
0: well. Right, name the two players who've been sent off for us throughout the run. <laughs>
1: Oh, hey uh, Gordon. Nope, surprisingly,
0: He no. hasn't
2: actually sent off. Ah, my mind's blank on this one. One was
0: at the end of last season. The other was at December time. I we'll got. We'll take a stab at it. Scott
1: Brown. <laughs> it was Scott Brown. Yeah, can you remember the game? No, back at oh the, aye the the red card they got against the county. Uh it was for Scything
0: down Liam Boyce. Aye, and, uh, the other one I, I doubt you'll get. I can't remember. It was against, it was against Hamilton.
1: Oh, oh uh, the, game,
0: aye, the game we went on And won quite easy Yeah Carl McGregor sent off I think From my memory That was a really bad decision and yeah. it was for a, kind of Two yellow cards uh, And your final question is um, Can you name the five players Who started both The first game of the run Against Motherwell And the 63rd match On Saturday Against St Johnson
1: right, there's three obvious ones Tierney Gordon And Brown Two of them are right oh. Tierney and Gordon are right did you think John Defenders? Did you think who was, who was injured? Surely Lustig played against Motherwell. Yeah. Yep.
2: Aye. Lustig's right. Two to get. James Forrest?
0: Nope. Aye.
2: Uh... Alan McGregor?
0: Yes. And your last one? Armstrong? Correct. Sure. Armstrong played in both. So that was the five. It was Gordon, Tierney, Lustig, McGregor. And Armstrong, and that is your total 52 points you've got, guys, out of 63, so... That's all right. Pretty decent effort. Yeah. Good going.
2: I didn't quite get 55, that's what I was going for, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so just, uh, I'll just read out that team from the 7-0 Motherwell game, just to give you a bit of context about how long ago it was, uh, that first win. It was Gordon, Ambrose, Lustig, Sviachenko, Tierney, Armstrong, Rogic, Johansson, Roberts, Um. McGregor, and... Christie as well The subs were Izaguiri Aitchison And Paul's favourite player Sadie Ankle yeah, As well geez, A couple of milestones um, 50th goal Was Armstrong Away to Kilmarnock Last season like A 1-0 game The 100th goal Was Dembele uh, Against Inverness when he chipped over The keeper uh, Away from home it was And it was like Wednesday night Or something like that And then the other one Was uh, Armstrong Against Kelly In the League Cup This season So all All um, all three of those goals Happened in kind of Midweek nights The Armstrong The first one was On a Friday night So yeah That's your milestones And that's your Your stats I've also broken them down By team by team And there's Hearts, Aberdeen, Dundee And Hamilton Are the four teams We've got 100% records in um, But there's no teams That have stopped us winning twice Which I found incredible Like only I think since St. Johnson Rangers Inverness Ross County Partick Thistle And Hibbs Have stopped us winning That was only once each So it's just incredible
2: do you have um, The team we scored Most against
0: team we've scored Most against Is Motherwell Scored 20 against them Conceded 3 <laughs> then all, all 3 were in that One game as well 4 clean mm. sheets In the 5 games uh, A few other Interesting ones The goal scorers In terms of goal scorers Dembele 33 Sinclair 30 Armstrong 20 Griffiths 19 Rogic 14 Forrest 13 McGregor 13 Roberts 10 Lustig has actually Scored 6 And Tierney's got 5 as well So um.
2: Yeah. Who, pretty played, pretty who played most? Craig Gordon. Oh, I don't actually know stats. I, I'd assume it's either Gordon or Tierney. Yeah. I feel yeah, like it I might be Gordon than Scott Brown, actually, because I think Scott Brown was the outfield player the most last season. Yeah,
1: because Tierney was injured for a bit, sure as
2: well. Yeah, so. yeah. Cindy. Team yeah.
1: We've, yeah, team of conceded most goals
0: against St Johnson. That's six goals in six matches, although Hibbs have four in only two
2: matches we, before against Before we move so. on to this, kind of the, the games, the 10 games that we're going to be thinking of. Got a question for you lads What player do you think was Has been the most important In terms of Maintaining the Unbeaten run Scott Brown What about I'll, I'll give you Tom Rogic What about him Yeah his, I think His last minute goals I know he didn't yeah, play I, As many matches but
1: I think if you If you go for moments In terms of That could have Stopped the run you go Tom Rogic But I think overall there's, there's arguments for other players as well There's arguments for Dembele for his goals And the semi-final goal There's arguments for, for Gordon For some of the saves he pulled off There's <laughs> arguments there, there, there's, there's arguments for a lot of players in the team
0: but, if, you're um, talking, if you're talking about the unbeaten aspect of yeah, it, Which is what this yeah. unbeaten run is For me there's one answer, it's Callum McGregor If you look at the goals he scored He scored the goal that got us back to 1-1 In the St Johnson game, 10 minutes to go Who's to say... That was a game, I don't know if you guys remember it, when we were shooting from everywhere, we had so many good chances, keeper had a great game, and there was only one guy, in my opinion, was going to score that day, and it was Callum McGregor. He had the coolness of head and the composure to score. You also look at the Hibs game, the two two game, he scores both the goals yeah, in that is, game. Yeah. That's probably the closest we've come to losing as well. And then the Motherwell games I touched on last season, two 0 down at the break. Who's the guy who who's the guy who actually really goes look gets back into this game? Mm-hmm. There's a lovely one two with Whoever it was, Armstrong maybe, and tucks it away. So for me, yeah.
2: McGregor. I think I would, I would change mine from from Roger to Dembele. I think because he scored that last minute goal against Rangers, but also provided a consistent level of scoring that was vital and vitally important. Scored in every round of the League Cup, and scored in plenty in the Scottish Cup too. So I would maybe go for him. But it's interesting though that we can name three players or three or four players between us that we, we all feel like are the most important. It just shows you how many important players we have in the team.
0: Yes, indeed. So, right, we'll move on to some of our games of the run. We're going to try mm-hmm. and come up with an unordered 10 yeah. that we talk about. The games that spring to our mind when we think of this wonderful run, and who knows, I may, the run may continue, and we may get a few more games to add to the list when we finally do lose. Um,
2: but, yeah, fire is, uh, fire is one game that comes to your mind right now then, John. Okay, well, I'll go for one that perhaps people don't really think of because it's not in the Brendan Rodgers era, but and I'm not saying this to be contrary but that 7-0 game against Motherwell was a magnificent day it was a, one of my favourite days supporting Celtic over the past couple of years um, and I enjoyed that game immensely, it was Ronnie Dial's goodbye, I felt very happy coming away from that game, I felt very positive about the future, we didn't know who the new manager was going to be, but you know the introduction of the likes of Jack H just then, everyone was buzzing about the new season ahead, and although it didn't really have a direct impact on the rest of them being run, I feel like it gave us a positive end to that season that people consider that season perhaps as a bit of a failure, Um, which is ridiculous to me (laughs) because Ronnie Ryla still won the league, Um, and we, we did pretty well in the end. We won the league by quite a margin from Aberdeen, although it did take us into the new year kind of close to us. And I just mm-hmm. felt like that day everyone kind of recognised that and recognised that while Ronnie Dyla wasn't the man to take us forward, recognised voice um given to the team. And when you think about that and, and Run and the mark that Ronnie Dyla has on it, then a lot of his players have been the players. Brendan Rodgers only made a couple of signings and although they've become important members of the team, the bulk of it is, is players that kind of worked under Ronnie Dyla and emerged under Ronnie Dyla. So I love that game on its own, but in the context of that too, I think I would choose that that 7-0 game because it was just it was magnificent and don't forget there's a good a good reason to put it into the top 10 but that's actually our biggest win of the entire run
0: Well there is that yeah it's the biggest win 7 goal margin It could have been more that day as well I wasn't at that game actually it was my dad's wedding that day oh, believe okay. it or not I missed that one Paul you were there though and, and you guys uh, certainly speak very highly of it I think anyone that was in the stadium that day
1: will kind of have fond memories of that one Yeah and I, I think it I don't know if it's me or if if is it the fact that the fact that the performance on the day was so relaxed. Um, it, it felt like there was just a, a feel good factor around the stadium. Going in, we knew this was Ronnie Dialy's goodbye, but it was on good terms. It wasn't as if it was there was animosity against him. Um, we'd won the league. We knew that we could put on a performance, and we had. I, th- I think we had seven different scorers on the day, didn't we? Um, and just the fact that everybody had played so well um, and the fact that we, we obviously we didn't concede and we finished off what was maybe um, a disappointing season in, in a lot of aspects, but we finished off so well and, and we celebrated, obviously, another league title. Um, a fantastic day all round. And I would say, obviously, because it started the run, not only that, and it's the, the most goals were scored and, and it's the biggest margin of, of victory, it definitely deserves its, its place in top 10 out of the 63.
0: Yeah, I'll raise you another one then against Motherwell. Seeing as we're we're talking about playing them, mm-hmm. for me the the game I think it was in December last year mm-hmm. at Firth Park. We've already touched on it in this podcast. That's it a went big two hard, isn't it? down. It's
2: a big hit. Um,
0: it. It's actually I'm looking at some of the replies to to the tweet, and I'd, I'd say it's probably the one that has the most replies. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, I don't know whether people, I don't know, if, are wanting to just kind of spring this out because it's different to the obvious answers or what. But I would actually say that. I feel the same way about it For me It, it may well be my favourite In terms of just the way The whole game went I think it was I think it was the first time That this team Who had had it pretty easy Because they were so good in in the beaten Aberdeen 4-1 Beating Rangers 5-1 Kelly 6-1 Made the Champions League group stage And all that And I felt as if this was The first real time in a domestic game that a team came out and made it really difficult for us. Motherwell under Mark McGee that day were excellent. Louis Moult scored a brilliant goal, scored two really good goals actually. They were fantastic. People were looking around themselves in the stand thinking, look, this is probably the day. Because at that point the run was probably about 12 or 13 games. It was nothing special. People weren't thinking about an unbeaten season at all. I think when they left the stadium that day they were thinking about an unbeaten season. Because this team that day, they showed the fighting spirit they had, they showed the quality they had, the fact that they got it back to 2-2 two, 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 and then conceded so quickly and then scored so quickly it was one of the, the kind of maddest three minutes of football I've ever seen um, and just look that feeling after the game you, 3-3 uh, would have been a good result yeah. considering where we'd been but the fact
2: we won it 4-3 in that Rogic goal what a day that was. I think Adam McGee you were at that game weren't you Himish? Yeah, yeah And the, a I think what I remember from that game is what you said after it to me I don't know if you said it in private or on the podcast or wherever you said it, but I think you said something like you floated back to the to the bus that day or the train or whatever and felt like Celtic were never going to be beaten by anyone. Yeah, um, and I think yeah, and I think that um, sums up that that's perhaps the reason people associate that with so much with unbeaten run is perhaps it was the first game that they felt like they were going to go, Celtic were going to go the whole season unbeaten and started to believe and I think that's started when a bit of hype started being built around the unbeaten run by the time we went to the Ibrox at the end of that month I think a lot of people when we beat, Ibrox, when we beat Rangers at Ibrox on, on Hogman A I think people were really thinking that we could go the, the entire season unbeaten but it kind of sprang from that Motherwell game where we were behind in the game and although the unbeaten run had been discussed for how good it was I think people started thinking about where it could go from that point on I think that's why people associate With that, but it is a fantastic game, it is definitely a big hitter in the 10. It needs to go
0: in the 10. Yeah, I mentioned there's a lot of replies to the tweet um, sent Mm. from a grand old team on Twitter. Uh, Chris Henderson says 4 3 at Motherwell, he's still got the coffee stain on the carpet from the fourth (laughs) goal. I was going to come up with a wee coffee based pun there, but I'll probably just leave it out. Um, It was revolving around lattes and glad glad something like that. Yes, there was a few other ones. Um the Jersey doesn't shrink blog saying four three against Mother were probably the toughest game of the run as we genuinely looked like we were going to lose mm-hmm. at one point. Remember I said at half time that we'd win the match? Do you remember that? I do yes, yeah.
1: I do remember that and Fair I remember though. looking at the odds and I Celtic probably the highest or uh, three or four to one and at this that stage in the run I didn't think I thought we're two 0 down and I'm not backing that and I look back and always wish I'd just stuck a tenner on it because it would have paid for a day out in Glasgow And um, Are you taking now... credit
2: for them unbeaten run, Hamish? Because you predicted it <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't quite
0: go that far but I certainly I certainly think I had something to do with that game um, but th- that was a feeling in the what you call that end stand at Motherwell people were Looking around and going, this team is good. We're not playing well, but we know we'll come out in the second half and perform. And if we get that first goal, and I think it was about the 50th minute McGregor scored, there was just a feeling that once we scored that goal, we're still 2-1 down, but we, we knew we wouldn't lose it. We knew we wouldn't lose that match because the team is just so resilient and just so powerful. Uh, and I think we saw it all that day. For, for me, that day was incredible. Uh, Stephen Daly thinks the same 4-3 at Firth Park. That was a day we knew we had the resilience missing. In previous seasons, I think that's a, a very good point. Actually, uh, any other ones out there for you, Paul?
1: Um, I'll jump uh, back six days before that game then. Um, the League Cup final against Aberdeen. It's mm. maybe a, it's maybe a strange one, and it's not one that people would kind of jump straight to. But for me, um, it's one of the most polished performances in the whole run. Um, the team performance on the day was brilliant. First trophy under Brendan Rodgers. The fact that we were playing against the arguably the second best team in the country and we, we humbled them 3-0 in a cup final and, and it started the way on to a treble. Um, that day was, was fantastic. I, I unfortunately, I had a ticket but I couldn't go. So I rushed off a train to watch it in the nearest pub to Central Station and the goals were brilliant on the day. The team performance as a whole, um, fantastic. And the fact that we we, we saw the the passion and the and the pride in Brendan Rogers and his staff winning that trophy um, it just one hundred major honour I yeah mm-hmm. and it, it was it was just something about that that day as a whole because in general the league cups obviously not held in, in as high a regard as as other trophies and and on that day it was, it was like we, we'd won any and it could have been any trophy that we won the way the celebrations went on so um, important uh, day because of the in terms of the trophy For Brendan Rogers But also for The fact that We know what we've had At Hamden In terms of Cup Finals before And we just We got got the job done With relative ease But with with style and class On the day And I, I think it, it gets overlooked In terms of Memorable games last season
2: Hey Mitch, mm. Do you think that goes Right into the
1: 10? I think it probably has Because we, we came out Of it lifting a trophy
0: I mean When people talk about Cup Final against Aberdeen That's not the one That comes to your mind Funnily enough But it was it was a great performance it was a good day i know it was the day of our first podcast as well so it's probably fitting to stick it in there for that reason as well i know you i think you had a bit of a lump in your throat john uh, i don't know if it was first podcast nerves or if it was an actual lump in your throat on that <laughs> night but you were certainly um you were certainly you felt quite strongly about that game at the time and you you can only really go I suppose you can use hindsight as well and you can use how you feel now, but I'd say in these kind of things you go mainly from how you felt right after the game and, and you were you were quite emotional after that game.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think I recognised at that point already that Brendan Rodgers was doing something special at the club and for it to be the first, I, I, I really believed that we were going to win the treble and so I, th- I feel like the first step on the treble was a significant moment for the team and just I think the way we dominated Aberdeen and just would, I've got so many bad memories with Hamden. I think that's it as well. That I feel like Brendan Rodgers, like I have no fear of going to Hamden now. I actually look forward to it now because I, f- I feel like that's going to be a game that Celtic turn up in because Brendan Rodgers <laughs> ensures that his team turns up in all these big games. So I'm not sure what I was feeling about that. I think it was also weird because I'd been working at Celtic for three years and it was the first match that I'd managed to watch without working. It was all we. It was all weird that day for me, but it was that was a magical day. I think it goes into the into the ten. I've got another one for the ten, Hamish. I don't know if you guys will think this goes straight in, but I remember the first game we played against Aberdeen that season when we beat them four one at Celtic Park. I thought that was the first indication that we well, were just going to be unstoppable under Brendan Rodgers, and that game's so memorable for that Lee Griffiths goal that goes mm-hmm. in off the post after these nutmeg from Shinny. Uh, i tell you the reason why me and Paul probably won't put it in the top
0: 10 is because neither of us were at the game.
2: Oh, okay. Was I on my own that day? You were. Yeah, okay. That's maybe maybe got something to do with it, but we were just so good that day. I, I don't mind if it doesn't go to the 10. We've got a lot to go through here, but it's one to keep in mind for later in, in the discussion mm-hmm. if we're struggling for one, because I really enjoyed that day and I thought it was a, an important step for Brendan Rodgers' team. Um, it was before the before the 5-1 game at Celtic Park, etc. It was the first sign that we were doing something magical.
0: Yes, John spoke about the first step of the treble last season. Paul, what about the second step? It was the lead title was clinched with a 5-0 win at Tynecastle. Was that one that you think of when you think of the top matches?
1: I, I, it was one of the matches where um, I probably had one of the biggest smiles on my face. Um, I don't know if it jumped straight in because... Of weird, I know it was the, the match that clinched the title But we knew the title was in the bag anyway um, And I don't know if it's just because It's at it, a certain point in the season Where we, had, we still had a, a way to go In terms of other games And we still had that cup final ahead of us It was a fantastic day Sinclair obviously uh, scored in a hat-trick And probably cemented his place In terms of Player of the Year awards And various things like that um, The fact that we were away from home and we knew we wanted to win the league at Celtic Park, but we were away from home and we scored five goals without reply. It was it was a it was a very special performance because um, although we have been on this run and we have been scoring freely, um, we haven't scored like. You see, say there hasn't been a run of matches where we've went 5-5, five, five, 6 or, or anything like that. And to score five goals, especially away from home, is, is always special. Um, it's probably on the cusp of the, of the 10, but I think there's a couple more that you know, just, just beat it.
2: Just thinking about hearts, I think, as a, I think the game I prefer most of the two is the 2-1 game. game where Scott mm-hmm. Sinclair comes off the bench, having signed the day before and scores the winner. And it just felt, something about it felt magical. It felt like, it, it felt like a day under Matt O'Neill or something. I don't know, it just felt like we'd signed... Just signed a big player in Scott Sinclair. Nobody really knew. Like people thought he was going to be good, but nobody really knew. And he came off the bench that day and just scored scored the winner when it was the game was in the balance at one one. We could have lost that game if Harts had got some sort of chance. It was, yeah. Of course, the first domestic game, the very first domestic game under Brendan Rodgers, um, it was a great day. The five 0 game was great though. It's difficult, but I don't know if we'd put both in. There's so many games that we've got to think of here, mm-hmm. but am not sure if they both go in, but they're both worth discussing if we're stuck for one later.
0: Celtic 5 Rangers 1, 10th of <laughs> September 2016. Yeah. Uh, what a day! Just we've spoken about it before. If you want to listen to, go and listen to the end of season podcast from last season because mm. it was just all, we all you know all this stuff we're going against. First time we've played Rangers in the league in ages. We're probably thinking back. I think we probably still had that cup defeat on penalties in our mind. We wanted to set the record straight. We had Brendan Rodgers and they had a few big players. I like to. Barton and Cranshaw and uh, Senderos and whoever players who had played at a decent level and that day was just pretty mu- pretty much from start to finish certainly from about the 25 minute mark onwards was just an incredible match scoring five goals against Rangers was something me personally growing up I uh-huh. I've always hoped it would maybe see but I think the most I ever saw a score was three it was just a totally new thing for me to see us absolutely demolishing Rangers like that the atmosphere was incredible Everything about that day, Senderos, Red Card, the way we played them, Belly's hat-trick's probably the crowning moment of it. And uh, that, for me, is a certainty for the top 10. That's one of the the big hitters. I
2: I felt like that day was written in the stars. I said to you both half an hour before kickoff, off that we're going to do something special here today because it was the match that made everyone feel like we were a team again, that was a team that can do something incredible again. And we talk about... The comparisons to Martin O'Neill's team are numerous, and we've made many of them over the last eighteen months. But the way that Brendan Rodgers came into the to the to, into the Celtic from the English Premier League over the summer with a good feeling, you know, and then beat Rangers in the first game, trounced them by a, a demolition derby margin, was just unbelievably special, but also. Entirely predictable. I knew we were going to do that that day. I really, really knew. I was so confident that day, despite all the hype from you know the Daily Record and the Scottish Sun and everyone saying like Rangers are here to challenge t- for the title. Remember the combined elevens? Yeah, the combined elevens. Yeah, and the whole Joey Barton thing, and just everything about that game was just. I mean, Rangers never recovered and haven't recovered from that day. Um, and, and that's by the end of it We put them in their place that day And we've kept our foot on, our, on their throat Every day since It's magnificent
0: and If you're talking about that one You probably have to mention the other 5-1 as well Paul
1: Oh you do indeed um, They come together don't they These days like somebody mentions a 5-1 game Well which one is it And it's brilliant to be able to say that <laughs> and, and I know we've talked about <laughs> both of them at length But um, the other one was, was brilliant And I would say probably for different reasons And the fact that we were we were trouncing through this season when we were putting on performances, we were scoring goals and we, we we had went and we had a difficult game at the at the end of the year in terms of the the Ibrox game and we knew we had to go back and we thought right we're going to put on a performance and in that run we were on at the time I think we were just. We were, we were always going to win that game, and we were always going to win it handsomely. It came off the back of yeah. a, a scalping in the in the semi final yeah, because yeah, yeah. The, the, that the, even though that game it was only two 0 it was it was two 0 going on five nil. Um, and I remember we said at the time the performance in the semi final was up there with the performance that we had in the first five one game, and then the second five one game just took it to another level. That game was um, so so funny. So funny, yeah. That, it was. It's it, it just every time it, it, you just want to burst out laughing when you think about it. And I know it's not an natural reaction when you're talking about a, a game of football that you've won by four goals and you've, you've scored five. Um, some brilliant moments in it, but it's um, just it was so special in terms of that was it was at Ibrox and, and, and they were humiliated um, for the second yeah. time in a week. They had been popped out the cup that they thought, ah, we can, we can, we can. Take this run away and stop their treble, which they, they obviously didn't do. And then we just kind of sealed the 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 that's, whole season over them with this this magnificent win.
2: That's my favourite podcast we've done. The one we did after that, where we did our top five moments mm. or our top five funniest moments, um, and all three of us we did the top. That was just the, the the laughter that day and that whole weekend and just everything about it was just perfect and peak peak Celtic Rangers rivalry and. The so-called banner years. That was the peak of all that for me. Just mm. wow! What a day! What a day!
1: Mm. Any other ones, Paul? Um, I'll, I'll playing another one from left field again, um, and it's one from quite early on in the run. It was um, Celtic six, Colmarnock one, and Ooh. I don't know why, um, but this game just stands out in the memory for me for the fact that we went behind in the game, and I think it was the first time we'd been behind. It was and under like, under Brendan Rodgers domestic football, um, we knew it was a game that we we had to win because it would build up to that game. We were going to this this big game against Man City. Um, yeah. We went behind To a, a fantastic goal. Some people still say it's a fluke, but um, I would say it was a great goal. And I don't know if it's haunted Killeally ever since because. Um, he's not got a side just now, and he's, he's a, playing at Hurlford isn't he? Playing at has playing you know, Scottish juniors now because he's such in he a legal battle or something like that. And it's, on that day, it was just it was brilliant because we went down one 0 but then we knew that we had plenty in the tank to to, to beat Kilmarnock but to go two one up before the break and and Dembele scoring a couple of good goals and then to come out after the break and. For four different players to score, um, for Griffiths to come off and get his goal and and Rogic again when a late goal, it was, it was just it mm. was a great performance and, and there were some really good goals that day. So um, It was one of the ones that just, during the run, there, there's, some, there's some games that will stand out for different reasons and I think it's more the fact that we conceded such a good goal. We went behind in domestic football for the first time under Rodgers and we managed to turn it around um, so quickly. Sinclair in that game as well scored a penalty to
0: equal one of... John's fake Record things That he hates Of whatever the record was Scored First games Since signing for the club Scored in like Six, seven in a row Whatever it was mm. uh, He scored in that game For that Is there any games From this season That would make your ten
2: I think um, Well it depends Because It depends we'll right end up at the end of this But I think a, a contender from this season or Perhaps the main contender From this season Is the game against Aberdeen Just you know Ten Couple of weeks ago Ten days ago mm. Um, because it was just a magnificent performance and I don't think we've looked as good as we have all season than we did in that match at Patoje and again there was a lot of hype and and the the build-up to that from from media and some fans feeling like it was going to be a tough game and it might be the game that we we finally get beaten and Aberdeen have had such a strong start to the season and people were expecting them to put up a good fight, but we just didn't give them a sniff. I don't think it mattered how good Aberdeen were going to be that night. The way that we turned up and played our game made it impossible for them to get a result because we were just so good in possession and so incisive in the final third and took our goals. And Yeah, that was one of the best. There's so many good performances against Aberdeen in this list because, Hamish, you might want to talk about the obvious one, the one that made you, I don't know if you did cry or you fell in crying. But, but you, you maybe need to talk about that
0: one. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm not afraid to admit that I did cry that that day, <laughs> and it was. Um, it's still, still for me, with the kind of benefit of of time, and it's now whoa, it's about six six months on, almost six months on from that that cup final. Uh, it's <laughs> kind of starting to sink in. It's my favourite. It's my favourite Celtic game of all time. Uh, ahead of Barcelona, which I never thought I would see Barcelona been beaten, but that that cup final just for this thing of the treble that has been haunting me my whole life, pretty much supporting Celtic that we'd never we won a treble in 2001. But since I really was into Celtic, we'd never won a treble. We kept coming close under Gordon Strachan, but more notably kept coming close under Neil Lennon. And then Brendan Rodgers just walked in, and everyone just felt You, you said after that first. Cup we one that this was the year for the treble and that, that was everyone's aim was the treble the unbeaten run was a bonus but the treble was all that everyone cared about because this was the time to win a treble because it doesn't come much better than winning a treble if you're a Celtic fan and just the way that game went the way we went behind so early um, I said before the match funnily, funnily enough that I would have taken a last minute winner more and I would take a 3-0 at the League Cup final mm. and, and I got that last minute winner Because the whole drama of the game Aberdeen were were excellent that day To be fair to them, they had chances in the first half They had that great chance in the second half When I think it was Johnny Hayes Didn't square it properly to, to McLean and, and whatever, but we just came into our own In that last 20 minutes, it was just a siege It was Aberdeen getting tired And then just the goal, it's just my favourite Celtic goal ever The, the goal is just amazing It's just Tom Rogich at his best It's him driving it's just such a lovely goal. And then just the whole celebrations and everything about that yeah. day and even going on into the night after it. It just, It's just incredibly hard to beat that feeling um, when that goal went in. and it, Can you get the euphoria of when a goal went, goes in and then it can hit you maybe half a minute later once the celebrations die down and you realise what the goal means. And it, it hit me incredibly well or incredibly hard
2: and, in a good way that day. It was just, it was just amazing. A reminder that a bolt of lightning literally struck as Tom Roggett <laughs> stuck in the winner.
0: Aye. Well that, that's what the press folks say, isn't yeah. it? That's what the journalists were there say. That that's incredible. It's quite popular as well. Um Bon Scott says sealing the treble against Aberdeen um AM five one times two. That's the name. It's Anne Marie six three seven seven on Twitter. The cup final coming back from a goal behind last minute goal, scenes inside Hamden. Um yeah, I go with with that completely. It was just an incredible day. Francis trainer has to be the Scottish Cup final for sheer last minute ecstasy. And uh, I mean, you guys, not to rub it in, you guys weren't there, but I mean, you you will obviously understand, Paul, how important a game that was in, in Celtic's recent history and just how amazing it was as well.
1: Yeah, and I, I think the, the way you describe it in terms of the sheer elation you have when you celebrate the goal um, and then the realisation you have um, a minute later that it, what it means and when the final whistle blew and the the game was over and the season was over but the season would never be over in the sense of how how important it was the magnitude of what we had done started to hit home and it was emotional because the fact that we'd left it so late in that game it was probably the toughest game we'd had against Aberdeen in the full season and there was some, there was some walks in the park let's let's not kid ourselves on they they didn't do what they expected to be able to do against us and we 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 made it tough for ourselves that day. Aberdeen, were, to be fair to them, were good. But um, if if you if you give me before the game, I, I was I was one of these guys who say like, I'll take a three 0 or I'll take a two 0 and and we we'll defend at the end, and I'd have been happy. But um, the way it was written out in in the stars, it was it was just fantastic. The the whole feeling of that last minute winner, um, it's mm. something you don't um, you don't feel, and and many other things apart from sport and. To have it happen to your team in in such a dramatic way, uh, is just it's is second to none, and I think it's it walks into this top ten. It walks straight to the top. It's it's probably the the best moment um, in in living memory uh, for for me anyway in terms of being a being a Celtic fan. Hmm. A
0: couple of mentions for another game from this season. Actually, McGrain's beard says apart from the obvious candidates, he says a five nil. Win against Kelly in the cup is his The back four were all under 20 that night And of course uh, Keenan Tierney scored that incredible goal yeah, as well Stuart club. Dean as well 5-0 Kelly this season Keenan Tierney's captain Scores a screamer Back four average age of 19 He was expecting a close game But we made it look easy So maybe that's another one that goes under the radar uh, We're forgetting any other obvious ones Rangers Cup semi maybe
2: Yeah The the 1-0 one. Now under the belly I think Paul said that earlier didn't he um, Yeah I think we maybe, whether well, it's the Hawkman A game, we were behind in that match as well, came back to win. It was a great, St. Johnston 5-2-1. Yeah, well, the, that kind of double whammy of um, Dembele scoring a hat-trick t- in, in, in two games, scored against uh, scored a hat-trick against St. Johnston, and then the next week scored a hat-trick against Inverness um, in the 6-0 game. Both amazing games. I think the St. Johnston one probably pips it, but... For that amazing team goal that brought the team so much plaudits uh, in the months and year after, because ended up being nominated for that FIFA thing. So, yeah, great. Just the fact that Dembele came off the bench with half an hour to go, knowing that we needed a, we wanted to keep our unbeaten run going. That's why he came onto the pitch that day because Brendan Rodgers sensed that it was a difficult game, and unleashed Dembele. Literally unleashed him. Yeah. And he comes on and scores that half an hour hat trick and that that goal with the Rabona in the back heel flick, and he sticks it away perfectly. That was a good day. That was a good day, that mm. one.
0: Yeah, just try to try to remember any other ones. My, my, my main ones are out of the way. Of course, you always, your memory always comes to the big matches the Aberdeen and the Rangers yeah. matches. The St. Mirren, St Mirren Cup game last year was an interesting mm-hmm. one because went 1 0 down. I remember barely smacking the ball off his own crossbar yeah. as well. From a free kick, that could have been incredibly Ugly and deflating that day I mean, you can talk about Tom Rogic's goal In the cup final, it wouldn't have been in the cup final Probably if we went 2-0 down uh, We ended up coming back to win that game 4-1 though We were just St. just kind of collapsed Which was a bit of a shame for them because they put in so much The game and a bit of a shame for Jack Ross as well Because that kind of happened
1: twice with him last season um, But yeah, there's, there's Loads of other ones Paul? Um, well. Trophy day last year um, The fact that um, we knew we had a big game coming up, but we had a, a, a certain sense of like this is the the league in terms of it, in league invincibility, not just the 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 one in the treble we we wanted to go a full league season unbeaten because there was something that hadn 't been done for x amount of years as well um, The performance on the day was decent um remember the the second the, the second half we were very strong we scored two good goals um and the fact that it was saying at the end of that we, we realised that we had went thirty eight games without losing a a game and Rodgers had delivered on what he said when he when he first came into the club so um and maybe not the greatest performance in the world and maybe not the most memorable game but an important one in the terms of the, the run to 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 want to, to to keep it going. It was it was brilliant.
0: Just looking at a few of the other replies They mainly seem to be four games And I think we know the four The Scottish Cup final mm-hmm. The two five ones against Rangers And the four three against Motherwell Those are the four favourites So I'd certainly say that those four Will go into the top ten um, Elsewhere Are there any other obvious ones for you That should go into the top ten John? I
2: think the 7-0 game against Motherwell I feel like I have yeah. to go in Because it started it And it was just a great day in, in general um, So yeah. that's, we've got five Do we have to put St Johnson now Celtic four in?
0: Can kind it of end the, the well, thing Or is
2: that just uh, Weird <laughs> I understand Why we might put that in But I feel like there's other More deserving Paul what one would you lock in Apart from the 2-1
1: um, over Harts I think Right okay. um, The the one where Sinclair signs and, and comes off the bench And scores a goal I think that That one was It was important In the sense that We didn't, we didn't realise Where we were at that time And there was a lot of um. Obviously, it was very early on in the run, but it, it, looking back now, um. You said, John, you know, we could have lost that game quite easily, and we didn't, and and we pushed on. So, um, that was a big game in the, the start of the run.
0: Probably the the three 0 cup final. Yeah. Uh, against Aberdeen, she gone as well. Simply because it was such a good performance. It was our hundredth trophy. It was the first for Brendan Rodgers. Hearing him kind of almost break down when he was talking about the, the kind of the match and uh, the achievement to the fans after the match was, was pretty cool as well. Um, you guys were at Trophy Day last year. Quite enjoyed that one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was all right.
0: Um, <laughs> all right.
2: <laughs> no, that was a good one. Yeah, I do like the Trophy Day one because just the, the whole occasion was magical and the displays and all that. So, yeah, I would put that one in.
0: And probably for looking for one from this season, the Aberdeen 3-0 victory was a very good performance. You've spoken, John, about the fact that we were under all this pressure we're in the midst of a kind of European campaign and Aberdeen probably saw it as a big chance to, to put their, their mark on us or whatever and we just showed up that day and were absolutely excellent so I would certainly I'd certainly fire that one in as well I believe that said, I was at 9 and we're just looking
2: for a I think probably a 10th member that 5-0 at Time Castle, probably the day that we sealed the title mm. clinched the league that
0: day yeah yeah so it's very interesting. We've got this ten here, and I'll read it out. And I believe it's against four teams. <laughs> Weird as glory Hunters,
2: is this what this is? I've
0: got Hearts, Aberdeen, Rangers, and Motherwell. Unless I'm making a mistake, there. I've got. I try and do it in order here. We've got the first one that kicked it off was it the, the Celtic seven Motherwell now. Then we had Hearts one, Celtic two. Uh, we then had what Celtic five, Rangers one, followed by the the. League Cup final mm-hmm. Gives Aberdeen The 3-0 victory Keep me right here I think it's Motherwell 3 Celtic 4 That was kind of December last year As well There's an obvious
2: then One had not had There's an obvious th- One not here Is the Semi-final Against Rangers
1: Yeah The 1-0 Do you think? Game.
2: Yeah I think so I think so well, What are you taking out then? I would take out The 5-0 Hearts game
1: yeah, I would agree with that. I think.
0: Right, I'll, I'll go with you guys. Um, probably, I mean, uh, for the joys of that game, it was uh, that was a pretty good day. Uh, it's just, the, I suppose, the fact that maybe we're so spoiled with the other victories over Rangers that that one kind of goes a wee bit under the radar. Um, it was a kind of it wasn't it wasn't a great display that day, was it? I know no, the goal was coming. We're I good mean, for it wasn't the, the best performance,
2: hour. but just for I don't know. It's a game that I feel like defines the unbeaten run. I feel like that's what we're trying to do. Um, and that's mm. certainly one
0: of them Yeah. So we had Rangers now. Celtic 1 Then was was the Cup semi Followed by the final against Aberdeen And then the next year And this year, 2017 We've had a 5-1 win away at Ibrox We had the, the closing game of the league season The trophy day when we beat Hearts 2-0 Of course, um, won the Cup A week later, completed the treble against Aberdeen In the final, and then the one from this season We're going to include was the 3-0 win at Patojie Just a matter of weeks ago So yeah, there's what... Four games against Aberdeen there (laughs) Three against Rangers
2: Uh, Two against Motherwell Does this tell us that Celtic are at their best When the pressure is on in the big matches? Possibly Possibly it does Certainly
0: you look at the thing Putting the thing I had earlier on And the record we've got against Aberdeen We've beaten Aberdeen more times Than we've beaten anyone else Seven from seven We've got six from seven against Rangers We've got five from five against Hearts Those are the kind of three teams that are usually closest to us Five from five against Motherwell as well And they've all been kind of big games So we seem to do quite well When the the pressure's on and we're up against a big team So maybe that is what we take
2: from Today's discussion guys It's a great 10 games but I mean The full 63 deserve a place On a list somewhere Um, Because Mm. what just to do that In every match especially towards The end of these ones like the ones that we won't discuss, but just to briefly mention, like just even the two two game against Hebs, just like having the fortitude to kinda of dig deep and ensure that we don't lose that game. Because the the players want to keep the zombie unbeaten run going as long as possible. So all of it's been amazing. And someone said on Twitter as well, any game that kept a clean sheet, which I thought was quite a quite a funny thing to say because that's true too. I mean the the amount mm. of clean sheets we've kept is ridiculous.
0: Just so we don't go too overboard and positivity this week, have you got a, a kind of low point of this run at all, guys?
2: I can't. I can't. The only one that I would say is just that the games that were just frustrating, like kind of boring and frustrating performances in December of last year. Like that whole December was just such a slog, but there was even a kind of beauty to that in the sense that we, were, we weren't playing at our best. We had all mm, those matches it. that we had to get through, but we just kept on getting results. And so no, there's no low points for me.
1: The, the, the one one draw home uh, the one one draw that's the exactly, exactly the game yeah, I was yeah. going to say. It's not a low point in terms of the run because we didn't lose, but and we should have had a penalty at the end. But the the fact that we we didn't win the game um, was maybe a
2: but even that even I understand uh, what you guys are saying, but even that we were at a well below our best that day, and they were at mm-hmm. their best, and all they could do was muster a last minute goal against us. This kind of sums it all up. Yep. Paul fisher you've
0: been writing your your sunday shoot again
1: yes i i'm back in I'm back in the the swing of things and um kind of touched we've touched on a lot in, of what i said in terms of uh this week So basically just looking back at the the run and the fact that um it's a it's a difficult thing to to understand hopefully we've managed to to do it over the last hour or so that the way that this game has that this run has been unfolding, it has been brilliant. But I still don't think until, we won't understand and um, appreciate it until I don't know how many years has passed because um, it's something that's so unprecedented. Like we 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 never set out to go uh, sixty three games unbeaten when when Brendan Rodgers signed and um, it uh, signed on as manager. It was just it's not something that you think. You obviously think right, well, What to win the league That's First and foremost uh, Then the treble comes to mind Qualifying for the Champions League Comes to mind You would say Getting a run to the last 16 Or a good run in the Europa League Comes before an unbeaten run And then when it started to build up It gets to the stage where Right this is this is fantastic But it's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing to try And put into words And, and hopefully it's been done In a certain way that um, that people understand, I'm not being negative about the run in terms of not appreciating it or anything like that it's just comparing it to other Celtic performances other Celtic uh, history and, and, and landmarks that we've had throughout the years it's it's difficult to put it in a place just now just because we're living through it and the fact that um, other things such as Lisbon are, are centred around one point this is a run of games over a period of of, of time which it's so long in the memory that you you will forget games and you will forget points of it but there always will be this fact that we're living through history um and, and we won't understand that until it comes to an end and then we can look back and say this was this was something that we were we were alive and we enjoyed because it's it's the best of times for us just now as celtic fans and i think to appreciate it is is one of the best things you can feel um and hopefully it conveys that in, in the, the, the short article that I've done.
0: Mm. Yes, here, here. That's just a snapshot of what you can get on a agrandoldteam.com when the Sunday shoot is back
2: with Paul Fisher. We've also got Messers, Poland and Henderson as well, contributing, John. Yeah, Kieran Poland did an article. He's doing a series for us this season, actually, where for the, pretty much on the stay of every match that occurred during the Seville run, which was 15 years ago this season, he's taken a yeah. look back at a match kind of recapping it, putting into context of where we were in the season, kind of giving you kind of almost like a match report or just kind of looking at the game and and seeing what kind of stood out to him as important from it. And obviously there's so many moments in that European run that are so special and live long in the memory. His most recent one was the game, the first leg against Blackburn Rovers. Um, Men against boys. Yeah, exactly. at Celtic Park, where we were actually quite lucky to win the game. Um, the, I know the men against boys one's become a joke, but um, we, we probably weren't at our best that night and still managed to come away from it with a victory. Um, and then obviously the second leg, which she's not yet written about, but obviously lives as one of the most famous European knights of my lifetime. And that whole tie was just mm-hmm. something crazy about that tie just due to the, the soonest factor. Keen Pollen raises a good kind of funny kind of subtext to that match and the fact it was soon it wasn't just his Rangers relationship but he actually um, kind of shortened Martin O'Neill's playing career he had a really strong tackle in him in the early 80s that while Martin O'Neill didn't straight out retire from the tackle um, is said to have definitely not been the player since um, the same player since that tackle and it was a tackle on his knee and he had severe problems with his knees from that point mm. on and so that uh, was a kind of unspoken subtext to all that at the time and just that uh, was a great a great um tie and keenpoll kind of sums it all up so it's a good read what, what was that what was that tie like then because i i didn't really know
0: at the time it has been such a massive one i was thinking obviously as we went on the likes of liverpool tie was probably bigger but at the time it was it was a very big victory going to a team like Blackburn who, who Aren't the, or weren't the team then that they are now yeah. they're much better back then and we weren't 2-0 away from home at Ewood Park
2: yeah the thing about it was there was a kind of battle of Britain aspect out of it, obviously but I think the Scotland versus England thing kind of took the back seat on that tie purely because Graham Souness was coming back that was I feel like that was the biggest deal about all that and um, he's not, a, he's not in my opinion he's not a nice man and I didn't really live through that period when he was at Rangers in the in the late eighties, so I don't have a memory of it, but he's not a nice person and he's a dirty bitter bastard and we really <laughs> got up him at Celtic <laughs> Park that night by winning when they were the better team and then he made all sorts of comments about us after that match and we went down there and put him right in his place, him and his team right in his place and it was a great, a great match and a great tie. So, yeah, you should read that one. And Chris Henderson's got something going up on Tuesday, which is a kind of mea culpa piece. He'd actually written something for us about a player. I'll I'll leave the player unnamed right now because I'll leave you to to read it. I won't spoil it. But he'd written a piece for us about a player earlier this season, not slagging him off, but just kind of hearing his frustrations about his his play. And this article is an update on that. And basically him um, apologising to the player for it. So it's quite a good read. So that's going mm-hmm. up on Tuesday. Fantastic. Right,
0: Predictor League, A sense that this might be Paul Fisher's time to get a wee bit smug uh, because the boy, Paul Fisher, has had an incredible week. An absolutely incredible week Points total of 140 Has seen stake heed And 140 by the way I believe Is the, the highest weekly total From this week certainly I don't know about the overall record But it's taken Paul all the way up From wherever he was last week In the doldrums He's been DMing to... the Big Boa as well He's been doing <laughs> <laughs> Big Boa only got 30 this oh. week
2: He's uh, still top. Him and Mickey BM both on thirty. Are they copying each other now. I just, I've got this Not vision of them both say. barring each other in a kind of one of those endless fights <laughs> on the end of a pier somewhere. Yeah,
0: it's uh, seven hundred and eighty. They're both on biscuit. 67 uh, 60 behind 60 for him This week as well Dan Boy in 4th place Only 30 Special shout out To Gugbear With 120 Up to Or actually Somehow gone down With 120 Down to 6th <laughs> place I don't know how that's happened It's that can't be right But it's got a, an arrow Pointing down next to uh, next to Googbear's name But no, Paul Fisher 140 points you up to 600 Level with The legendary Hamish Carton Who got 40 this week John McGinley Actually got a score This week I did Wonderful to see You got 60 yeah. Which is quite nice Yeah, that's
2: pretty good um, I remember this week And putting the scores in And came close I actually came closer Than a couple of them To get in full Full match for them So it's pretty pleased Closing the gap On Hamish Carton You can't ask for more than that Did you get yeah.
1: 6 out of yeah. 6 John?
2: I think In
1: I must up because I don't think I got the right result so yeah mm-hmm. Jesus oh. and I I I should have had um, an half 30 points but for some reason I predicted Celtic 3-0 instead of 4-0 which I did with the bookies I did with you guys so I should have been sitting on 170 which is, is annoying because that would have took me above Hamish hmm.
0: Yes, I'm just looking at it so It's kind of hotting up nicely We're only in November There's a long way to go But there's there's a bit of a It's, it's kind of a bit like a, There's a two-way battle At the top of the league Into it? its big elbow And Mickey BM But I mean There's a few players Just in behind And if Paul Fisher can Spring a few more weeks Out like that Then he'll be a contender as well So I think this It's a uh, marathon Not a sprint and to, uh, James Hunter got uh, Zero <laughs> Did he forget? Did he forget? <laughs> Yeah, James Hunter, 27th place, zero. Total of 450, letting, uh, letting it slip there. But no, Big Elbow and Mickey BM, as usual, are at the top. We can probably record that for next week's podcast as well because those two are, are doing very nicely indeed. Um, Talking about
2: next week's show, probably going to be back, I assume, with some sort of podcast. It's an international week. I'm fed up of making promises because we make promises and then inevitably something comes up between the three of us mm. that means we can't do it or... For whatever reason. So, international break, so we'll, we'll probably do a show. If we do it, we'll probably be a Grand Old Alphabet show.
0: Yes, maybe you can get a few letters in, possibly. Maybe, yeah. we've, got a, we've got a few good letters f- coming up. I think a couple of the, or the ones f- that are obvious. Focus
2: on the main contender for the letter J, which is the next one.
0: Mm, I can have a feeling I know who that will yes.
2: be. John McGinley. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, yes, that will do as you can get us, of course, and read all the articles that are up on team com. You can also get us on Facebook. It's Fritzagrandol. Twitter. It's the same. Get on all the social media channels. Lots of good content going up there. Enjoy your, your international break. We may be back at some point uh, in the next couple of weeks. Who knows? Maybe not. But in the main, in the meantime, sorry. Enjoy Celtic being amazing and enjoy a sixty-three match unbeaten run. Thank you, Paul Fisher. Thank you, John McGinley. Cheers. I've been Hamish Carton and Hill Hill.